0: It's Saturday night of week seven, so it's time to go through the article. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And for the time being, on Facebook, as usual, Dennis M. Roy over there. How's everybody Saturday night or Sunday morning if you're checking it out tomorrow? Ah, Smells like victory. Tastes like victory for one Khabib Nagomerov today in UFC. That was, uh, was pretty chalky. I'm just going to say it. I did not play any UFC DFS today, uh, because I am busy helping you knuckleheads out on a week to week basis. So I'm not playing any UFC dirt while football is in session. Of course, when playoffs come about and we only have like, you know, eight or less teams I have to deal with, that kind of is different. Um, so yeah, we're going to run through the article. There was, there is going to be a change. Um, I'll take care of that stuff in the morning. um, as well, with I might do a live podcast tomorrow I'm not hundred percent yet um, we'll see when we get there um, yeah we had uh we had one we have one change that we 're going to have to make to this article here. nothing really too major um, well, it is kind of major because I really like the guy, but uh, we'll get to it let 's get through this. I'm hungry. I need to make dinner after I get this done. So starting at the top at quarterback, we have one, Kyler Murray. He is going to be the cash game quarterback uh, for me of choice. Uh, He's going to be a guy that I'm going to be not fading hardly at all, maybe on Yahoo because of his price uh, being at max $40. Uh, Make him the highest-priced quarterback this week. I might go ahead and fade him. Um. Surprisingly enough, Kyler Murray's price actually didn't raise up being added to the DK slate. Uh, like I said on, on the podcast earlier today, DK added that Sunday Night Football game, so we do get Seattle at Arizona in there. Um, uh, or wait, hold on. I'm talking about uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Las Vegas. Keep getting screwed up because they moved the Seattle-Arizona game to the end. Uh, So we do have to go all the way through Sunday Night Football tomorrow uh, to get paid out. Of course, you won't get paid out on FanDuel until Tuesday at the very earliest, uh, because they suck. Uh, But Kyler Murray is probably the guy that I'm going to fit in the most uh, this week. Just uh, throwing it out there. Game should be really high-scoring. I think uh, Seattle should be able to play along with Arizona. I don't think it's going to be uh, a slog fest in there, so I will put my money on Kyler Murray there. Good lord! Being outside trick or treating really dried my mouth out with the wind. So uh, Matt Ryan's next. I did include two other quarterbacks for cash. If you care to pay down, I'm not. Uh, In full honesty About Matt Ryan Offense starts with the passing game for Atlanta And even though the Lions are 12th in DVOA Pass defense, they are 17th points allowed to the quarterback Uh, Ryan comes in at a reasonable price on all sites But is really cheap on Yahoo And that's where I kind of like him the most So he may be the guy that I go down to uh, On the Yahoo site That's why I am including him And the same actually goes for uh, Rookie Justin Herbert or a bear, as he was called today, uh, yesterday. Uh, but there are a few analysts out there that are who will trust this rookie for cash. Uh, but if you want to pay down its position, which I said might be a big mistake, that's mostly on Fanduel and DK. Uh, then take a look at the Charger single caller Jags. There's 32nd in pass defense DVOA and 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position. We've seen this week in and week out with Justin Herbert uh, that they're kind of allowing him to work and throw down the field. He has this whole plethora of targets. Uh, available. So, um, and I fully admit if he continues to keep doing what he's doing right now, I have to take the L on him during draft season. Uh, so, you know, that's one thing I very rarely will admit mistake, um, for draft season and stuff like that. Um, but I, I might have to take the L there. Uh, I did hold back a little bit on saying that Baker Meafield actually was, Really, really good. Uh, after this rookie season, I'm glad I never said that. But this this is a little bit different with Herbert. He looks really poised in the pocket, and I really, I'm really kind of digging his skills here. So, um, yeah, I like him. GPP. Uh, I think we can run with Josh Allen. Uh, he did destroy the Jets in Week One, um, and we may not need the Jets to come play along this week to get the upside from Allen. Uh, because the Bills might be trying to get his confidence back after a couple of sar- subpar games. Jets are 31st in pass uh, defense DVOA. 14th in points allowed to the quarterback, though, right? So, But with a running quarterback, and he has not been running since week one for the most part, but with a running a quarterback that wants to run, uh, I will look at the points allowed to the running back position. They are 26th in the league, so... I do expect Allen to pick up his rushing attempts again and score from the goal line. They have not been using their running backs, you know, for the most part. Uh, been trying to take shots with Devin Singletary and has not really been working out that much. Um, so I have to trust in what I'm seeing here, and that's that Josh Allen is basically the whole offense. So it is what it is. Aaron Rodgers comes in next. Uh, to pivot off the Packers running game. With Aaron Jones' calf injury, uh, I still like Jones more in GPP if he plays because people might be scared to play him this week. Uh, but I do have some love for Rodgers. He should be pretty pretty pissed off after last week's loss to the Buccaneers. Houston hasn't been that great versus quarterback, especially lately and after Tannehill, right? So they are 20th and pass uh, DVOA, 21st in points allowed to the position. So there is opportunity here. Um. I know it's going to I also wrote in here too, I know it's gonna come up that I didn't go with Deshaun Watson. And it's not because I don't like him, but the way the beat the Packers is more on the ground and quarterbacks have consistently failed to recoup their value even in higher scoring affairs. So that's why I'm moving off of Deshaun Watson. If you want to use him, fine. But it was kind of like last week when I took a shot with Tom Brady, and look what happened there, right? Uh, defense, of course, played a part in that. Um, but, you know, Ronald Jones just showed again, exposing, you know, the Packers' run defense, and they cannot stop anybody. All right, moving on to running backs. Cash, Alvin Kamara. I'm going to read this word for word, okay? And this is just my thoughts and feelings on it. He's going to be heavily, he's going to be heavy chalk this week. So uh, plan accordingly. I do see the Saints playing from behind here, which is what I looked at when considering Kamara. He is not getting as much work on the ground when the Saints are ahead and becomes far more involved in the passing game when playing from behind. When choosing Kamara, who is facing a defense that is 26-and-run defense DVOA and 30-th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, you are essentially paying for that receiving workload with no Thomas and Sanders and not the rushing workload. He will be chalky and cash this week note if you believe the saints play from ahead then you will want to look at latavius murray either as a pivot or as an pairing in gpps that's what i've discovered in here i went over it a little bit on the podcast this morning i do stick with it kamara is still a good play but don't do it because of the rushing you do it because of the receiving in this game um Thomas and Sanders, of course, you know, just opens up that thought process even more here. So it's going to be pretty much a Latavius Murray game. I'm not going to mess around with Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, or Mac, Mark uh, Marquez Callaway. I'm just not going to do it. Okay, um, I don't have a lot of trust in them. Yeah, I'm sure Steve might have one or one of them involved in here. Uh, maybe even a pivot to. Uh, uh, Drew Brees, they are in the dome, but I doubt he's going to do that. I think this is pretty much on par with what Runner would say. You know, our favorite, uh, our favorite Saints lover, Kareem Hunt comes next. Uh, I do like Hunt in the spot. The Browns are going to try to get back to basics with the running game and with the injury designation coming off yesterday. I have to believe he is fully good to go. Bengals are 23rd in run defense DVOA, 17th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, while 21st in points allowed to the position. This has all the makings of a heavy workload for Hunt and one that I am interested especially on FanDuel, where he is terrific value, and that is true. He is 11th on FanDuel, 6th on Yahoo, and six on DK. so um, Kareem Hunt, he would kind of be my pivot off of the next guy here since they're relatively priced pretty close, uh, the next guy would be Ronald Jones. Now, it's good that we're getting value on Kareem Hunt over on FanDuel because you can't use Ronald Jones on FanDuel. This game doesn't exist on there. But uh, I'm really, in, like I said, I'm really surprised that FanDuel didn't follow DraftKings into adding this game uh, on the slate. But it is what it is. Rojo has been rolling lately. His next opponent, the Raiders, are 31st in run defense DVOA and. <laughs> and 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 thirtieth and points a lot to the position. This job is his for the time being, so I'm comfortable rolling him out, and he is fairly priced on both sites. And that's very much true. He can very much get eighteen to twenty, eighteen twenty at the at the minimum, and finish you know somewhere near thirty on this. And I'm not kidding. He has played very very well the last couple of weeks, so. I'm going to take be I'm going to take a shot on him in this spot uh, and not have any qualms about it. Now, there are th- I have had thoughts of fading Kamara on Fanduel, not so much on DK, and even on um, maybe on Yahoo. But you know, because Fanduel and Yahoo are half point PBR sites, so you're not getting the full value on there. But I do think in cash you have to stick with him. Um and maybe in GPP you can fade uh and get yourself uh some Kareem Hunt or Ronald Jones instead. So just something to kind of think about. Next guy on here is Melvin Gordon the 3rd. Uh he's more of a cash last GPP play. Has really good history versus the Chiefs who are 27th in run defense, DVOA 29th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, which Melvin Gordon will handle both. Um The Chiefs are 18th in points allowed to the position. We always loved running backs versus the Chiefs historically, and it doesn't change for me here. But like I said, it is kind of more of a risk because the game could fall behind, but Gordon should get his share uh, specifically in the passing game, and that's what I'm kind of banking on, um, that they're going to be, you know, we figure that Denver is probably going to be playing from behind. It's expected to snow there. Uh, so it does lean a little bit more towards a running back so definitely consider him uh maybe not in cash but in gpp. Gio Bernard is your cash chalk outside of uh Camara. <clears throat> so most of your lineups in cash will be Alvin Camara and Giovanni Bernard. Bernard's value is you know astronomical with no mix in here. 4800, and 4500. That's good for forty eight, thirty six 36 and 36. Uh, Browns defense is 20th in run defense, DVOA 24th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game. Uh, but the Browns are are only 16th in points allowed to the position. But unlike Alexander Madison last week, remember I said that Alexander Madison was priced up uh, pre the slate, uh, you know, getting it. <sighs> if I could spit this out. Alexander was already pre-priced as if Dalvin Cook was going to be out, and that's why I had concerns outside of Yahoo about using him. Now, Alexander Madison was only $4 above minimum. That's what we're getting here for Gio Bernard. The upside is probably not there, but the production for the value, especially in cash where we're going to want to pay up in other spots, You can't really ignore it, and I don't think it's something that we can fade. He's going to get the full workload. There's going to be no Travion Williams or Samaj P. Ryan really taking away from Gio on here. I expect this game to stay relatively close, which keeps him both involved on the ground and through the air. So definitely, definitely I would probably not fade Gio in this spot. Jamal Williams comes next. Uh, he's going to be a popular cash play if Aaron Jones sits. Can't argue with Williams. He will be the next man up to face a rush defense 28th in DVOA, 20th in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game, which he handles both. And there are also 31st in points allowed to the position. So this is like one, st- one step down from the Packers defense in terms of handling points to the running backs. So, But we have to be... We have to watch to see if Aaron Jones definitely sits. If Aaron Jones plays, he becomes more of a risky GPP type play because then you're, you're trying to say that maybe Aaron Jones is in there as a decoy. Maybe they use two back sets. Um, Jamal Williams gets more of the carries and pass receptions, of course, or you're trying to injury hunt. Um, so be very, very careful here if Aaron Jones plays. GPP, Aaron Jones. Already mentioned the matchup above, so this is a fantastic matchup. I wouldn't trust it in cash because it is possible we will see more of a rotation here with Jones and Williams and a, and a bit more Dylan. Uh, so Aaron Jones would have been would have been my number one cash play. I would not have I would not have messed with Alvin Kamara because I know a lot of people would have went there uh Jones would have been a perfect pivot uh to get a little bit lower ownership in there but because of the injury now i have to just put him in gpp and he is a bit of a risk because calf injuries i've i i've have had problems with both my calves before um they hurt uh depends on the severity of it um but I mean, a lot, of, a lot of times when you get that calf injury, it just feels like somebody is really putting a lot of pressure back there, um, and it really, really hurts to run. So if they were smart, they're probably going to sit him in a matchup that they should be able to win. Um, so I would expect him to be out. Uh, I did say in here, though, that Dylan is a curiosity for me, as he has been good when he gets his limited opportunity, very limited opportunity. Uh, I have some interest in using Dylan as a pivot here from Jamal Williams to get lower ownership with a kid that can rip off long runs against this front seven and can see some goal line work, but it is a super risky play. A.J. Dillon is only in play if Aaron Jones sits, and that's in GPP. He has no value in the passing game. It's all in the run. But you're looking at a a guy that's $4,500, $10, and $4,000, so basically bare minimum across the board. Uh, RB 65, 54, and 43. So if you're using him, you're using him as a direct pivot off of Jamal Williams and even probably Gio Bernard, to be honest with you. Chris Carson comes in next. A little under the radar as everyone will be focusing on the passing attack for Seattle. I like him in the spot, even though Arizona is 10th in uh, rush defense DVOA, uh, and they are 26th in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game, which we've seen Chris Carson get more involved. They are 20th in points allowed to the position, and it is a sneaky, sneaky pivot in a game with lots of points forthcoming. He is very highly priced uh, within the top 10, at 7,626 and 6,400, good for 8th, 7th, and 10th. So he's going to end up either being a Kamara pivot or just a pay-up type pivot if you're going to use uh, Alvin Kamara. Todd Gurley comes in next, a very TD dependent running back, but against the Lions defense, has 30th in rush defense DVOA, 29th in points allowed to the uh, uh, in the position overall. It's very hard to argue that he can get the jobs done this week uh, but he's still a little bit too risk for cash because of his price uh, because he is td dependent to to actually get you know uh, anywhere over twenty points which is what we're kind of seeking here uh sixty six hundred twenty three dollars and six thousand dollars good for fourteenth eleventh and seventeenth drink of water. Next, um, we have one David Johnson. If it wasn't, uh, this is an honest statement. If it wasn't for Geo becoming the cash chalk for low price running backs, I would have considered Johnson against the Packers for cash value. It is what it is. Doesn't change the spot here versus the Packers' defense. Says twenty fifth in rush defense DVOA and thirty second in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game. Packers are also allowing the most points to running backs this season, so I will list him as a cash slash GPP running back because he really is the only game in town. Fuck Duke Johnson. His price is sixty three hundred twenty two and fifty three hundred. Good for eighteenth, thirteenth, and twenty fourth. If there is one spot where he can smash and get uh, twenty plus, it is here in this matchup. No other matchup. This game probably is going to stay a little bit tighter because of Aaron Jones not being there for Green Bay. So he's going to be heavily involved. Uh, They'd be uh, uh, smart to give him 25 touches anywhere, either in carries or, you know, receptions, stuff like that. DeAndre Smith is next. High risk here is we never know what the Lions will do at the running back position. Uh, Detroit to, expected to play from behind. It would make sense that Swift would be highly involved, as he is the main man involved in the passing attack. Notice I did not say safe to assume. As if you assume they get this right, you will make an ass out of you and me. Priced in at six thousand one hundred twenty and fifty four hundred, good for twenty first, sixteenth, and twenty third. Uh, this one is doomed to fail, to say the least, and that's not because of DeAndre Swift, but the coaching staff himself, themselves. So uh, be very careful here if you do DeAndre Swift, but I like him over um, any type of Marvin Jones type play. Uh, if you're thinking Marvin Jones, I would switch to Swift and go that way. Antonio Gibson brings up the rear here. At $5,700, $15,000, and $5,000, good for 28th, 32nd, and 27th, this would be a pivot off of actually the swift play or anybody down in this range. If it weren't for J.D. McKissick, I would have Gibson in cash. He faces a Dallas defense as 29th in run defense DVOA, but second in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game, while 25th in points allowed to the position. What does that mean? They score touchdowns. They do it on the ground. He's direct pivot from Gio Bernard, and what I did notice is that McKissick gets most of the passing work while Gibson gets most of the ground work. I can't pass up the spot for GPPs with his upside. This could be the breakout game, especially if we think that Washington has any chance of actually beating Dallas with their poor offensive line, right? So the defense is going to be able to give them opportunities uh, to get shorter fields and possibly you know, score more points via touchdowns. So... Uh, definitely take a look at it. Consider it. If you don't play it, I don't. I don't. I. I'm not going to yell at you. Uh, it is a bit of a risk, but that's why it's called GPP. Wide receivers, cash. Devontae Adams. He's good enough for cash, but whether or not you want to pay up at wide receiver this week is really the question because you're going to be paying up for say guys like Kamara, maybe Kyler Murray, like what I'm doing, right? So whether or not you're going to spend any of that salary on a Devontae Adams is really the question. Faces Bradley Roby this week. It's a defense that's 22nd in DVOA versus wide receiver one and is 24th in points allowed to the position. He is Rogers' main target here. So even if you don't use him in cash, consider him in GPPs. I've heard a lot of talk that Bradley Roby is really shutting down wide receiver ones. Oh, really? Because... Either teams are moving their wide receiver ones off of Roby, which is smart because Roby would be the best cornerback back there, or Roby just sucks because what did we see with A.J. Green? Or uh, not A.J. Green, A.J. Brown last week. Two touchdowns. Yeah, he didn't get the yards, but he had two touchdowns, right? So Devontae Adams is a better wide receiver than A.J. Brown. We're not going to argue about this. Um, he's one of the elites, but whether or not you want to pay over 8k 8k on Fanduel or you know almost 8k on DK, uh, that's really the question. So he is probably more of a GPP play, to be honest with you. Um, but as far as uh, spot, um, his price actually isn't that bad for being the top wide receiver on the slate, um, outside of you know DeAndre Hopkins, but of course he's. Questionable, so we can't really mess around with that. Um, so pay up spot that would be him. Next coming in next would be Calvin Ridley, who at eighty four hundred thirty one and seventy three hundred is still priced up. Uh, makes sense. He's fourth, fifth, and fourth in terms of pricing within the wide receivers. Uh, all he does is continue to be consistent for the Falcons passing game, and he's in a good spot versus cornerback Jeff Okuda where the Lions are 19th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 2. The best spot for the wide receivers this week. 25th in points allowed to the position. Might be a little pricey for cash this week, but I can't argue with that consistency. Next on here, you're going to have your chalk, your really chalk wide receiver here in Kenny Galladay. uh, at 7,600, 27, and 6,700. He's priced way low for his position here on Yahoo! Uh, Good for 8th, 10th, and 10th. Faces the Falcons defense 30th in DVOA versus wide receiver 1 and is 28th in points allowed to the position. Almost an auto lock if you can afford to get to him this week. Uh, I've heard nothing but Kenny Galladay. It is, I mean, it is what it is. You know, chalk is chalk for a reason in certain spots. Kenny Galladay should be able to get it done this week. They're going to be need him as they're playing from behind. Uh, Stephon Diggs is next. This is actually kind of your Kenny Galladay p- uh, pivot right here. Either in a pairing or stand-alone, I like Diggs here, is a possible Galladay pivot where he faces a Jets defense as 29th and DVOA versus wide receiver one. Um why did I not write down the points? Oh, this is because they don't, just don't typically give up a lot of points to wide receivers. They're 13th in points allowed to the position. We have no John Brown this week, so that's going to drive more targets over to digs. Um, I do kind of like Cole Beasley, uh, but I don't necessarily like to attack cornerback Brian, uh, Brian Poole. Uh, 29. Points on FanDuel thirty six point five on DK, uh, given up to the wide receiver position. So this could be digs all digs or nothing, and that's why I like him. Uh, DK Metcalf hard to pass on the guy who has been nearly uncoverable faces a hobbled cornerback in Drake or Patrick, and even though the Cardinals are fifteenth in DVOA versus wide receiver one, he is superior to anyone who will cover him in this game, and that includes cornerback uh, Patrick Peterson seventy three hundred twenty eight. And 7200 good for 11th, 9th, and 5th. That price on FanDuel is what I'm really, really looking at. I cannot believe they only have him at 11th. That's ridiculous. That is really low. That Yahoo price isn't too bad either at 28 You get a wide receiver under 30 it's really, really good. Uh, Terry McLaurin uh, is hopping up more and more. Is probably more of a chalkier play here. 7100 22 and 5800 so he's priced he's priced down especially on dk so this is more dk-ish yahoo not so much on Fanduel. uh 7100 22 and 5800 good for 12th 16th 21 um i like mclaurin here but don't love him as much as others the problem is not him it's what is his total upside here the matchup is great where Dallas is 24th in DVOA versus wide receiver one and is 30th in points allowed to the position. But if the douche canoes get ahead, will they step off the gas with the passing game or put their foot on the Cowboys' neck and keep tossing? He will be highly owned, so if you want to keep yourself covered and use him, I get it. And I probably will too, especially on DK where I said he's underpriced. So you need to make the decision. This is where you're going to need to make the decision. Can you survive Terry McLaurin? And I think the answer is yes. I think it's yes. DK Metcalf is an exact is right there as a direct pivot at eleven. So don't feel like you have to have Terry McLaurin to win. That's what I'm saying. If you want to use him in GPP and say that Washington's going to keep tossing, hey, have you know what more? God bless you. God bless you. Keenan Allen is next, uh, 7,021 and 6,200, good for 13th, 21st, and 17th. Uh, he's Herbert's favorite target, and even though he faces the Jags' defense, as 9th versus the wide receiver 1. He can get it done when he moves to the slot, which he does a lot and makes and make the numbers irrelevant here. We saw Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks get it done in the same spot last week, so I have no worries with Allen. The only thing that you have to worry about is that he has had been having back spasms. Um, but I'm trusting that <laughs> I'm trusting the Chargers' medical team. Oh my god! Did I just say that Keenan Allen should be moved to GPP? Um, you always have to assume that they're healthy; they're going to make it through games. If you're playing him in cash. So, if you're too scared to use it, that's fine. I get it. But I do like him. I think he is safe for cash. I would definitely take a look at him, at least in GPP, uh, especially if you're using Herbert. So, uh, just pay attention to that. Robbie Anderson's next. Uh, Anderson faces Saints defense as 21st in DVOA versus wide receiver two and 28th in points allowed to the position. I like DJ Moore on Yahoo, uh, where he's significantly cheaper, though. We'll get to DG Moore when we get there. Sixty-four hundred, twenty-four, dollars dollars and $6,000, good for 20th, 12th, and 19th. So he is higher priced over on Yahoo, um, but it is only $24, um, so it's not too bad. Wide receivers are really priced down this week. Uh, but the prices on FanDuel and DK, they're going to be kind of hard to... Um, Resist, uh, especially after news of this next guy, uh, Mr. jameson Crowder, who just went doubtful today. Um, so we're going to need to talk about this. Uh, Crowder destroys uh, the Buffalo Bills out of the slot position. So now we need to decide if there's actually a pivot here or if we just leave it alone entirely. And to be completely honest with you, there's one of two ways that this is going to work. Braxton Berrios is definitely going to be the guy that probably fills in there. Um, We have Denzel Mims back this week. Mims is probably going to line up opposite of Brashard Perriman. So... Sorry, I'm just switching his designation here. So, but uh, Berrios is a a smaller wide receiver. Um, He has gotten it done when they've needed him. So, I do have some trust in Braxton Berrios in this spot. Um, I don't know if I'm... I am do not know if I can write him up. I mean, I suppose I can, but... God, he had such a good matchup with Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis, uh the slot corner for uh, the Buffalo Bills is also banged up. He's questionable. I should actually look that up. Let's see if he's got a new designation. Um... Lewis, Now he's still questionable with a wrist, so. Um, so, I don't know. If you want to switch to Braxton Berrios in here and get yourself some more value, I get it. Um, but I think for me, I'm just going to go ahead and leave it alone. Uh, because I do have some other value guys that I really like more. So, I get it if you want it. If you want to do it, like I said, I think this game is a bit higher scoring with Sam Darnold back. Um, so if you want to get yourself a piece of there, I get it. Um, but I don't think he's going to provide much, like where he's at with uh, like six and a half points per game. I I think that's pretty much where you're going to be at. Um, you If he reached 10... 10 points or higher, he'd be worth it. But I don't see him getting there. That's kind of the problem. Uh, next on the board, we have Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati. Uh, he's six thousand twenty-two, fifty-four hundred, good for 25th, 16th, and 26th. Uh, Tyler Boyd has been active, even though you know we really haven't gotten much out of him as far as touchdown potential. Uh, but Tyler Boyd got the job done uh, last time these teams faced each other, and I believe the DVOA. We should be looking at is actually for the wide receiver plus if you're looking at the spreadsheet uh, since he drops into the slot more often and that's where most of the time you're looking um, for your wide receiver plus uh, so you kind of i've talked about this before uh, a lot more last season sometimes you just have to you have to use your head and think about what would be the wide receiver plus versus wide receiver 2 now Keenan Allen of course goes up to a wide receiver 1 uh because no matter if they're in two wide receiver sets he's you know the main guy but you have T Higgins you have T Higgins at the wide receiver what I think is the wide receiver 1 spot uh versus AJ Green who would be more of your wide receiver 3 uh because you just I mean Higgins has been getting it done week in and week out right and AJ Green hasn't um, so, but most of the time your two outside wide receivers will be your wide receiver one, your wide receiver two, your slot will be your wide receiver three or your wide receiver plus. So I think that's where we need to really be looking at for the DVOA. But I mean, he's going to be covered by Kevin Johnson. He's superior to Kevin Johnson by far. Uh, Browns are 29th and points allowed to the wide receiver position. So he's going to be busy no matter what, even if that DVOA, uh skews to the higher side. Brandon Cooks, 5,900, 19, 5,200. Good for 27th, 25th, and 28th. Uh, seems odd for me to include Cooks here for cash, um, but with Will Fuller seeing Jair Alexander, who is going to be shadowing him most of the time. Okay. Um it leaves Cooks in a really good spot where the Packers are 28th in DVOA versus wide receiver two and no cornerback and probably no cornerback, uh, Kevin King, who was doubtful. Um, I'll take him at the salary all day and not feel horrible about it, even if he fails. So, yeah, Kevin King's still doubtful. Oh, Darnell Savage moved to doubtful. Oh, I got something for you guys uh, down here later. Uh let me see something here. Yeah, Darnell Savage man. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Deontay Johnson's next. Um returns after sitting out last week, so that forces Clay chase Claypool to the wide receiver plus matchup, which is number one rated in the league. Okay, Johnson faces Titans defense as 18th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, and he should see Malcolm Butler, uh, who he can beat, and the Titans are also 27th in points allowed to the position. Uh, The reason why he's in cash, look at his DraftKings price. Across the board here, 5,800, 18, and 4,200. Price rankings, 29th, 31st, 52nd. That is way way too low way too low for Deontay Johnson and what he can do um you will see that he's per game average he's not uh really up there uh, as far as points per game but that's because he's had a couple games where he's where he's left so definitely keep that in consideration Christian Kirk is next. Uh will be popular for his salary since Hopkins is questionable for the game. Seahawks are 16th in DVOA versus wide receiver 2, but allow the most points to the wide receiver position. Uh so he should stay busy regardless of D-Hop plays or not. Price 5400 th- uh 17 and 4900. Good for 41st, 35th and 34th. So he's priced really really well. Uh the reason why I can't do Braxton Berrios, here's the guy. Okay. Uh, I know it's not bare minimum price here, but just stick along. And it's Adam Humphreys, the slot wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. How can I not write up A.J. Brown? Adam Humphreys? That's why. Face Steelers defense, 32nd in DVOA versus wide receiver plus, 26 in points allowed to the position. He offers value, and you know Tannehill is going to be throwing in this matchup. I expect Tennessee to be playing from behind. This is... Is going to be a Pittsburgh win. In my opinion, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to use the play either. Uh, 5,000, 15, 4,600. Good for 56, 48, and 40th. That's plenty of space for you if you need a value guy. Okay. Humphreys is also not a guy that Tannehill doesn't look at either, even if you don't see the stats. You can see it when he's surveying the field. He does look at Humphreys a lot more often than some guys who you know get filled into the slot and uh, are the you know presumably the third target on there. You do have Corey Davis coming back, uh, but I don't expect Corey Davis to do anything here. So it's going to be basically looking at AJ Janu. Humphreys. I don't like the tight end position this week. I don't care. It's Humphreys. That's that's the key there. Right down the middle. Um, should be good on his crossing routes and his slants. Moving on to GPP, we have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, no matter what, if Hopkins plays, if you're doing GPP, you can actually put Hopkins in since he's a top uh, priced wide receiver across the board. You could put Hopkins in here and play the game of you can go all the way until you know he's either in or out, and then you can pivot, right? No matter what, you're going to get a lot of salary savings. I doubt anybody's going to have the balls to really do it. Uh, so that's why I would say it, he is an ultimate GBP play. Um, Seattle is 25th in DVOA versus wide receiver one. Uh, he's in a really good spot and should have low ownership on Sunday. If Hopkins doesn't play, that elevates Isabella into a really good role out of the wide receiver plus spot where Seattle is 23rd in the league. Don't forget about him if D-Hop sits out. So Andy Isabella, 4815 and 3,900. Good for 67th, 48th, and 59th. I will look around uh, tomorrow, uh, tonight and tomorrow and keep updates on Hopkins. And anything that I can find on whether or not he's going to actually play or not, um, that includes probably his Twitter account, which he will say if he's playing or not. That's He has a habit of that. So uh, I will definitely pay attention for you. Julio Jones, always in play, but is less consistent than Ridley this season and faces a defense that is 16th in DVOA versus wide receiver one. Uh, but we'll use cornerback uh, Amani Aruwaare to try and cover him. Giddy up. He is 8,300, 32, and 7,100. Good for fifth, third, and sixth. He is right. Him and Calvin Ridley are basically, you know, neck and neck in terms of pricing. Chris Godwin comes in next uh, for Tampa Bay. He's in GPP uh, because I think, I I, I don't think, I know I like Ronald Jones a lot more in here. Um, And the fact that he's expensive, Buck should really have no need to pass here. He faces a defense that's 31st in DVOA versus wide receiver 2 and 19th and points allowed to the position. He is Brady's main t- guy to target in the passing game, which makes his decision over Mike Evans an easy one. So definitely consider him. Um, but uh, like I said, I don't really care much for it. I like Ronald Jones a lot more. So I'll probably pass on a lot of, uh, on any Godwin whatsoever. Tyler Lockett, he is in the best overall spot in the slot versus cornerback Brian Murphy, and the Eagles are 25th in DVOA versus the wide receiver too. As much as I like Metcalf, I cannot argue against Lockett if you want Seattle exposure and cash, but can't afford uh, DK Metcalf. He is a higher-end cash-slash-GPP option, if that is the case. He's 7,400, 24, and 6,600. Good for 10th, 12th, and 11th. Uh, So he's a little bit higher than DK on FanDuel, uh, but he's lower everywhere else. Oh, especially on DK. Especially on DK. You're going from 5th to um, 11th over there. So uh, just keep that in mind. I don't. I don't hate Lockett, even though he'll line up with Patrick Peterson when they are in two wides, but he will slip into the slot a lot more often than not. They like to go three wide. DJ Moore, um, 6, 18, and fifty six hundred, good for seventeenth, thirty first, and twenty third. Uh, he's cash fireball on Yahoo, where you get six dollars in savings off Robbie Anderson. That's the biggest um, discrepancy between the two. Uh, so if you need it. And I don't hate the salary on DK either. He's going to face uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who's fallen off a cliff, and Saints are 30th in DVOA versus wide receiver one. Cash last GPP play for sure. And I forgot to mention their quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. Are you fucking kidding me? Um. So I got to go back here. Uh, oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot about him. How stupid is that? So the Saints have been really, really good across the front, so that's why I'm not on Mike Davis. I play him in seasonal, of course, but um, Teddy Bridgewater uh, faces 30th ranked pass defense in DVOA, 32nd in points allowed to the position, so it's a really good spot. He is 6800, 29, and 5800, good for 19th, 12th, and 17th. So he's the lowest priced of everybody, I believe. I didn't. I believe he's actually priced less than Herbert. Um and I can check that here real quick. Cuz they're right near each other. Yeah. So he is $700 less than Herbert on FanDuel. Uh $3 less on Yahoo. And $600 less on DK. You can't really use a running back against the Saints or at least it's not wise in my opinion. So you got to do a lot of passing to really get any type of offense generated. So that's why I like Teddy Bridgewater in here. It's not a revenge game. Let's not call it that. So um but Teddy Bridgewater is definitely in play. If I like both the wide receivers, you got to like the fucking quarterback. It just is what it is. Unless something points out that you shouldn't like it, and that would be the DVP, you know, the points against. And that's why Watson didn't make it, but Teddy Bridgewater makes it. Plus at the fact of, look at the price, and it's just completely obvious. So, Teddy Bridgewater definitely in play there. I like him, but only in GPP. Uh, Don't get cute and try to use him in fucking cash. Uh, DJ Chark, do 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 do. Uh, I wish I could trust him in cash. Um, matchup against Chargers defense, twenty third in DVOA versus wide receiver one. Uh, it, it, it's all a matter of which Chark shows up, right? The playmaker with tons of upside, or the guy who will tweak something because in reality he might be a bit of a pussy. Uh, not going to sugarcoat it because he's just been so fucking disappointing for me this year. So that's all I got to say about him. Uh sixty five hundred, twenty two, fifty five hundred, good for eighteenth, sixteenth, and twenty-fourth. You're really taking a a, a a risk shot with him right now. I, but he's getting super fucking targeted. That's that's the thing too. He is Gardner Minshew's main fucking guy. If he's in there, he's viable. It's just whether or not he wants to fucking show up, and it's all on him. All on him. Gotta play him in seasonal. Stick with it. God damn it. Get it done. Mike Williams for the Chargers is next, 5,900, 16, and 4,700. Good for 27th, 40th, and 38th. Uh, he's in a sim- sim- similar similar spot as Keenan Allen, but with Allen receiving more targets when he's on the field, that drops Williams to GBP against a defense that is 14th in DVOA versus the wide receiver, two. He has Herbert's trust, uh, which is something we can't say in seasons past. Uh, makes me trust him a bit more. Uh, makes him viable. Does not make him cash last GPP viable, in my opinion, uh, but definitely makes him inv- uh, viable for GPPs. I love Herbert this week. I just, I love him. I just can't pull the trigger and dropping down for Murray because Murray could absolutely fucking explode uh, against Seattle. MVS is next for the Packers. Fifty-four hundred sixteen and 4,100, good for 41st, 40th, and 55th. He's high risk here as he hasn't been getting it done lately, but he's been getting the targets, right, for a wide receiver, two, which is what we want. And he has the best matchup on the board for this game as the Texans are 29th in DVOA versus the wide receiver, two, and he faces cornerback Vernon Hargreaves. Hargreaves you can fucking beat anywhere on the field. MVS is the reason why Randall Cobb is gone. They didn't want to pay Randall Cobb. They had so much trust in MVS. Okay. (sighs) He was covering Keelan Cole last week. This is Vernon Hargreaves. I'm sorry. No, not Keelan Cole. Duh. Um, Adam Humphreys last week. And Humphreys was actually getting it done last week against him. Um. You also saw a little bit of, uh, I can't remember the other guy either, um, but just know Hargreaves is the guy that you really want to attack in this, when you're facing the Texans, so anybody in the slot is always viable. Uh, last but not least, we got Prashad Perriman, I did write up two Jets, um, faces Bills defense 27th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, and like I said earlier, secondary is banged up, um. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I did kind of say it earlier, but I said it earlier in here. I have a feeling this game might be sneaky. Have sneaky shoot up potential. Um, he is 4,800, 13, and thirty seven hundred. Good for sixty seventh, sixty second, and sixty fourth. I have more trust in Brashad Perriman getting it done than Braxton Berrios. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get cute and want to use Denzel Mims too now that he's back. So I'm going to stick with Perriman in that in that spot. If you want to pay down uh, for G- GBP, I think he's definitely viable, especially if you think that game's going to shoot out a bit. Uh, tight ends. We're going to go a lot quicker here because I am falling way behind. Holy shit, 49 minutes. I told my daughter I'd be done in half an hour so I can make dinner. Fuck. Whoopsies. Uh, tight ends. Real quick. Who the hell is at my door? Okay, now i got to try and remember where the hell I was. Oh, tight ends. Real quick, um, cash tight ends. If you're paying up, go Travis Kelsey. has a really good history against the Denver Broncos. Should literally have 80% of the actual Denver Broncos ownership stakes since that's how often he scores TDs and he goes over 100 yards on them. Uh, It's really good if you go back and look uh, game to game on what he does and gets done here. So uh, Kelsey, I think is not uh, a chase from last week with the two touchdowns against the Bills. It's a very good play. TJ Hawkinson uh, in general, Hawk only sees about five targets a game. It's a fucking travesty. The Falcons are 25th in DVOA versus tight end position are 31st in points allowed to the position. If you're TD hunting, he should be able to get it done this week, but he might not blow up as much as we want. So that's kind of the concern here. Hunter Henry, if you don't want to use Keenan Allen and Cash, take a look at Hunter Henry, who is in a matchup against the Jags, who are 23rd in DVOA versus the tight end, and 27th in points allowed to the position. Most of all, he is heavily targeted in the red zone, so he has the most upside to match or exceed Kelsey this week. This is probably where I'm going to lay my head right here. Is it right in Hunter Henry's lap? Don't even make the joke. I know somebody's making that joke right now. Uh, Darren Fells, if we have we need to check here because with Darnell Savage not in there, um, that is uh, a big deal here uh, for a pay down spot. Uh, defense is 28th and DVOA versus tight end, even though the Packers are 13th in points allowed. Uh, like I said if Savage is not there, that is fucking huge. He's the only guy who can take fells down in my opinion from the safety position. Uh, I love Amos back there, but generally doesn't get it done. Um, and then <laughs> if you look way at the bottom, you have the next guy, uh, Mr. James O'Shaughnessy from Jacksonville, uh, sneaky, sneaky. And I almost missed it when I did the early, uh, podcast chargers are 26 in DVOA versus tight end 25th and points allowed to the position. Tyler Eifert is out this week, which leaves Shaughnessy almost all to himself uh, for targets and uh, for Minshew to pull the trigger. Uh, he's a full, the full punt play for cash. $4,300, 10 $2,600. 34th, 27th, 34th. If you want to pay down, I would start at Fells. If Akins is out, if Akins is playing, I'm off of Fells. I move down to Shaughnessy or you move up to Hunter Henry. GPP, I think Robert Tonian is in play. Um, It is actually Tunyon. It's Robert Funyon with a T. Uh, Has a matchup. 27th in DVOA versus tight ends. Texans are also 21st in points allowed to the position. It's a good spot for him, and ownership might be lower uh, since he's still priced way too high, in my opinion. And folks may just go up to Travis Kelsey, which is actually a smart play, but... um, Tanyan, if you're on that game to score points, is one of the guys that you are going to want to consider. David Njoku slash Harrison Bryant. I'll say it just how it is. It's a coin toss here for Njoku and Bryant. Bengals are seventh in DVOA versus tight end, but they are 24th in points allowed to the position, which means that they score touchdowns. Njoku would be the safer play for volume, but Bryant is the guy that they looked to earlier the season uh, while in the end zone or in the red zone uh, when Hooper was playing. Very touchdown-reliant, very, 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 very much full uh, punt. I honestly would rather use probably O'Shaughnessy over to Harrison Bryant play, uh, but I do think it's rather sneaky if you're doing the punt. Defenses, Washington football team, talked about it. Dallas is 25th in points allowed to opposing defenses with three starting linemen down for the Cowboys. It's hard to argue with the pass rush that Andy Dalton uh, uh, is going to be in for a long day. Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't use it on FanDuel, of course. Uh, It's not a question of if they're viable. It's a question of whether or not you feel guilty for paying for a crew of murderers. Um, The offensive line is going to be pretty much in shambles for Vegas. I don't care if... They've had virtual meetings all week. The whole COVID thing that affected them, that with them not being there, it just means that they're not in practice. They're not in tune. They're not in step. So definitely consider Tampa Bay. Kansas City Chiefs. Denver is 30th in points allowed to opposing defenses, and with snow expected on Sunday, this could turn to a real sloppy and low-scoring affair. Defensive TD potential? question mark. And last but certainly not least, GPP is Pittsburgh Steelers. This is if you believe that Pittsburgh is going to end the undefeated season for the uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ Tennessee Titans. Left hackers Taylor Luan is out for the Titans, and you know the Steelers always pin their ears back in every play. Tough opponent for them and should have lower ownership than usual is the main reason I list them this week. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people using Pittsburgh's defense. Um, Tannehill's got to have an implosion at some point. Pittsburgh's been really, really good this year, so uh, definitely keep it in consideration. That is all I have here. Like I said, I'm going to go through an update tonight, later tonight, and in the morning. So expect to see another email from me uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, whether or not I do a live broadcast tomorrow is still up in the air. Um, I will definitely think about it, but uh, and if if you want it, you guys know how to get a hold of me and let me know. So uh, I'll leave it to you. Have a good night tonight, and hopefully uh, I talk to you guys in the morning. Bye-bye. Take care.